0: We're the only party with a credible plan to say, why don't we make the billionaires start paying their fair share? Why don't we make Amazon companies that are like Amazon that have record profits in the pandemic start actually contributing fairly so we can invest in people? We're the only ones with that credible plan.
1: There you go. That is uh, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh on the hustings Wednesday. And, um, you know, as a liberal majority seems to be slipping Um, You've got Justin Trudeau out there focusing all his attention, attacking Aaron O'Toole, when really I think he should be sharpening his attacks on the NDP leader. And if you look at the new polling by Maru Blue, it shows that the liberal policies are falling flat. And we know that because the millennial vote, um, you know, they're not enamored by Mr. Trudeau. So that vote is in play and Jagmeet Singh has a chance to capitalize on this, but when you look at the platform, it's kind of like an Oprah giveaway show. Everything, everything, national pharmacare, dental care, lunch programs, 20% of student debt to be paid for, doubling student grants, affordable housing, guaranteed annual income. I'm only listing a few and these are well-intentioned promises and sure they'll play very well to young voters, but how do we pay for this? we're going to tax the rich, right? We just don't have enough rich people. Adam Zivo is National Post columnist and content creator. He also writes about this joining us now. Good to have you, Adam. Thanks for having me. You know, it's 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 interesting for Jugmeet Singh because he is the third runner. Um, no one, not no one, but a lot of people just don't take the NDP seriously. So he doesn't get necessarily challenged to prove, you know, how are you going to pay for this? How are you going to cost this out? And we have his platform. He's laid it all out. But again, some of these promises are so enormous. But when you say, how do you pay for it? He'll say tax the rich. But we, we know in this country we don't have enough rich people to pay the bill.
0: Well, so that's the thing, is that when you look at the the taxes they propose, they don't generate nearly enough revenue to pay for the promises that the NDP are giving out so easily. So mm. I did a little bit of a preliminary analysis on the costs of the NDP's various promises and estimated that uh, federal expenditures would increase by at least 20%, which is about $70 cool. billion. Dollars. Now, now, $70 billion dollars is a lot of money.
1: <laughs> a year? A uh, year?
0: Uh, Yeah, a year annually. And so when you look, for example, like a a wealth tax, you know, a wealth tax has been very popular uh, recently in the media. Uh, The NDP has really been championing it. But when you look at the amount of money that it actually makes, uh, the PBO has estimated that it would bring in about $5.6 billion a year. Uh, And that's if it was the threshold was for 20 million, people who have $20 million or above. So the NDP has lowered that threshold to ten million, so it will, you know, produce a little bit more money. But you know, you're looking at the ballpark of about ten, million, $10 billion dollars a year. Now, ten billion dollars a year is a lot of money, but that's not seventy billion or higher. So you know, they might be able to fund one major spending program like national pharmacare. But when the NDP is is promising to simultaneously launch, you know, five, six, seven, eight major spending initiatives. It just doesn't make sense you can't revolutionize everything all at once you have to pick and choose
1: yeah absolutely i mean the other area he's gone into saying well you know obviously they'll tax corporate ventures like amazon which okay do that they'll leave town um but it'll also throw 20 percent, 20 percent capital gains on you know a person's earnings on their house I think you know, Adam, uh, uh, most people in the private sector or, or in the middle class, which can't be defined in this country, that is their only thing to retire on. It's not like they get a guaranteed pension like public sector union members. So when I hear stuff like that, and we've heard rumors of this with the Liberal Party, uh, don't touch my house. That's all I got. That's all we got.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, the, the thing is that a lot of their proposed taxes uh, are meant to only target the ultra wealthy. But realistically speaking, if the NDP don't want to run a massive deficit and don't want to print our economy into hyperinflation, they'd have to increase their tax burdens to affect everyday Canadians. You know, uh, I talked about the wealth tax. Another example would be their increase in the uh, top income tax bracket uh, from Mm -hmm. 33 to 35 percent federally. And when you look at the top one percent of Canadians, their total uh, their total income Um, is approximately, let me see about like 10% of, uh, so it's $140 billion representing 10% of national income. So a 2% increase in their top marginal tax rate would yield only $2.8 billion. So, you know, we're looking at all of these, you know, massive tax increases, but once again, we're only raising anywhere between 10 and 20 billion in total. And so how do you, how do you pay for everything? You just can't, it just doesn't make any sense.
1: It doesn't. And what we have right now is a spending problem. But, you know, as I know, it's very unsexy to be the one out there campaigning on restraint and keeping the bills in check and making sure we can pay for this stuff. You know, you can't run on I'll balance the books anymore, which is really what we need to do because when you look at them at the number of dollars at the provincial and federal levels that we are literally pissing away on interest payments. I mean, we're talking, like, across this country, hundreds of billions of dollars that could go into these national social programs.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, so the thing is, spending a lot of money is popular right now because of the pandemic. And that's something which we see in every platform. The Conservatives in their platform, you know, talk about robust spending, but only in response to the pandemic. So they're looking to spend a lot of money over the next few years to help get the Canadian economy back on track. And to support mm-hmm. workers who are really struggling right now but then hope to go into deficit reduction mode and balance the budget by you know within 10 years for the ndp they're essentially using the pandemic as a tool to propose permanent and unsustainable increases in spending and that's the difference you know are mm-hmm. we treating the pandemic as a small limited window of high spending or are we trying to use it as a paradigm shift to mm. uh, invite unsustainable spending into our federal politics.
1: Yeah, that, that is the big fear that people have become addicted to this kind of spending. And as we have proof of what the SERB program, you know, people get addicted to spending. They don't necessarily want to get off the couch and go back to work. And that's become a really big problem for businesses. Just before um, I let you go, Adam, I mean, look, Singh has an opportunity here to chip away at liberal fortunes, but he also has to answer these questions. And yet, doesn't get challenged.
0: Well, well, that's the thing: is that the people who, the people who support Singh are not the kind of people who are going to criticize these policies in this way. For them, fiscal responsibility is not a good thing, and in fact, is kind of stigmatized. Um, I do wish that the liberals would challenge Singh more on the plausibility of these programs, but at the same time, I think it would call attention to spending problems within their own platform.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, the Liberals don't even have a platform, believe it or not, yet, which is odd. Um, nonetheless, Adam, appreciate your time on this. Thanks for looking and crunching the numbers for us. I'm happy
0: to do so. Thank you.
1: Adam Adam Zivo joining us from the National Post, and he writes about this particular issue uh, in his column today. And sadly, those not questioning all the spending, you know, it's the very generation that are going to be paying for this in 30 or 40 years. I'll be eating worms. You guys are the ones who will be stuck with this massive bill, so it does matter.